weeks ago in episode 49, I talked about the ways we communicate and how miscommunication and misunderstandings can occur. Today's episode is part two of that discussion where I posed the question, if we have five different ways to communicate our message to others and vice versa, why then are there so many communication breakdowns happening in the world today? Interestingly enough, a lack of communication is reportedly a major cause for relationship breakups. So I decided to see what therapists had to say about it and found a website called goodtherapy.org that stated 65% of couples cited communication problems as the primary cause of divorce. You know, I read that there are 10 common problems and mistakes we make when communicating with others. And they are, number one, not truly listening. When we are communicating with someone, we often are not committing our full attention. We might be looking at our phones, watching television, or even daydreaming about something else. When we don't actively listen to the person we're speaking to, not only do we run the risk of making that person feel invalidated, but we also miss important nonverbal cues, and we may not fully understand the person's message. So to avoid this communication mishap, it really is best to give the speaker 100% of our attention. You know, effective listening skills include making eye contact, asking clarifying questions, and remaining engaged. Number two, assuming you know the message before the person finishes. We've all done it. We're listening to say a friend speak and we already assume we know what they're going to say before they finish their sentence. But when we assume we know what the person will say, we miss what they actually said. So we need to just listen intently for the entire message rather than predicting what will be said. You know, there's an expression that familiarity breeds contempt and that could apply here. Okay, number three, interrupting the speaker. We've probably all done it, interrupted another person mid-sentence once or twice. It can happen accidentally or we may get so excited about what we want to say and fear we'll forget what we're going to say if we don't just go ahead and get it out. Others may, you know, do this, interrupt during arguments as a power move or because of anger. Whatever the intention or reason, interrupting can make a person feel invalidated as if what they have to say is unimportant. So we need to allow people to finish their message entirely before responding. Okay, number four, using you statements instead of I statements. When we're discussing our feelings with another person, we need to own those feelings rather than placing the responsibility on the other person. It can be easy to say, you did this or you didn't do that. But when we use I statements, we take ownership of our feelings and we're less likely to make the other person feel attacked. For example, instead of saying, you didn't call me back, try saying I felt hurt when you didn't return my call. See the difference there? Okay, number five, letting your emotions dictate your response. You know, when we react emotionally, we're likely to say things we don't mean. A good communicator allows emotions to sit for a while. They take a breather and then they choose to carefully 
and responsibly respond rather than, you know, just reacting. Number six, failing to account for cultural differences in communication. Cross-cultural communication can be challenging. Words can take on different meanings and cultural norms, particularly when you're talking about nonverbal communication, will vary. When communicating with people from other cultural backgrounds is really important to account for those cultural differences in communication styles, because if we don't, we may accidentally offend or miscommunicate with someone, and we don't want that to happen. Okay, number seven, misinterpreting the message. We may do this more often than we think, but to avoid it, it's really best to give the person, again, our full attention. And, you know, paraphrase the message back to the speaker to just make sure that you understood correctly. Really, in today's society, we're much more susceptible to misinterpretation because we rely so heavily on technological communication. You know, without tone of voice and nonverbal cues, it's real easy, you know, to misunderstand another person. When using text or email communication, we need to take sometimes some extra precautions and measures, such as make sure your punctuation is appropriate. Ask clarifying questions to ensure you understand that person because clarifying questions, you know, is called active listening and, and we all really need to learn how to do that. Number eight, being indirect. Being subtle or indirect when you're communicating usually doesn't work. It's ineffective. We can't expect other people to read our minds. If you want someone to understand you, you have to be direct and you have to not beat around the bush when you're talking. Number nine, attacking character rather than behavior. When we're upset with someone, it's real easy to just blurt things out. You know, you're an idiot or, or whatever. But rather than attacking someone's character, an effective communicator should address the actual behavioral issue and leave it at that. Address the behavior. State the facts. Anything more than that is really going to get you in trouble. Number 10, and the final one, avoiding difficult conversations. When faced with the possibility of a difficult conversation, many people choose to avoid it or prolong it as long as possible. People usually see a conversation as difficult when it's telling someone something that a person doesn't want to hear or delivering bad news or bringing up a conflict of interest. But problems and situations don't go away because we choose not to address them. And also you have to consider that People cannot work on something you have not told them is a problem. So your silence or your unwillingness to address a problematic situation will never solve anything. It may even make the situation worse. Believe it or not, the Bible addresses how we should communicate. It talks about talking too much, listening, accountability, you know, for what we say and the power of our words. I'm just going to read through a series of scriptures that touch on this topic. Okay, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such that is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. 
But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. On the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So also the tongue is a small member. Yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. You know, I always say there is a difference between failure of intent and actively intending not to do something. Failure of intent is dealing with a problem or a fallout after it occurs, while active intention is thinking about what you want to communicate how you want to do it, and the best route to get there before you write or speak so that your message is to the best of your ability received the way you intend it. Hope that makes sense. Perhaps we, you know, fail to say what we mean or we misinterpret the words of another. Whatever the blunder or misunderstanding, we can all benefit from recognizing our communication mistakes and turning them into communication skills and awareness. The only way to avoid communication breakdowns and misunderstandings is to be silent. But since that really is not possible in most cases, we have to really do our best to communicate effectively when we're dealing with one another. So, you know, while you're striving to be a better person, to improve your career, be a better mom, dad, friend, or even Christian, remember to include working on being a better communicator. And you can start by being honest with yourself about ways that you currently communicate that aren't ideal or that need work. If you don't know, if you communicate well, I would advise you to ask trusted people in your inner circle or any truth teller in your life. Don't ask yes people. Ask a truth teller and they will tell you what you need to work on. It's real easy to see what everybody else is doing wrong, but it's often hard to see ourselves. So ask someone you trust. You know, I'm thinking of the uh, song lyrics. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there is too little of. While I agree that we definitely need more love in the world, I also think we need better communication skills as well. Bye for now.